Hi guys, welcome to the Jump Podcast. On this podcast, I have friends, mentors from many different backgrounds who will be sharing their inspired stories of how they jumped. I wanted to invite you to be part of this conversation and realize that your full potential is literally a jump away. Let's get started, guys. So today at Jump, we have Hannah Olet, and she is incredible guys i have she one of her message she's a speaker she's a pastor she's a founder of flourish she's a mom she's an incredible woman but one of her messages have so far changed my life her compassion towards people and her love to serve the kingdom of god is shaping me to be a different person. So today I want to bring you guys Hannah to the podcast. So welcome Hannah. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. Hello everyone. Awesome. So um I was telling um I was talking to a friend this morning and we were talking actually what Hannah what your name represents. Do you, you probably know that, right? Let's see. You know what? I've never I've heard different things like grace. Yes. Does it mean grace? So your name represents grace, savor, beautiful, favored. Wow. 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 That's amazing. <laughs> Thank so, you, Mama. Thank you, Mama, <laughs> for naming me that, right? <laughs> exactly. So I wanted to just say this is so, so exciting because what your name represents is everything who you are. Oh, thank you. You really are. So it's so inspired to me. I've been, I've been wanting to invite you to be in this podcast, but I just felt that we needed to have the right time for it. And when we decide to jump into the life of your dreams, I knew this is it. And I, it. literally I had a, my heartbeat was going so fast when I sent you the invite and I was like, my heartbeat was going fast. I was like, okay, I'm going to ask. I have to ask. I have to be bold. I have to ask. And when I asked, he was like, can you please <laughs> be here? So I, I have a few questions for you, but I know that one of the things is I am going to add the link into Great. the podcast that Flourish has a podcast. Mm -hmm. So Flourish is a gather for ladies, right? That you are the founder mm -hmm. and the, uh, how is how is that came alive? That is just one of honestly one of my greatest joys right now because it is it's a gathering of women that has been so organic and natural and you know whenever you're a part of something that is just flourishing truly and and it's happening so naturally you get this sense of you are a part of something very um, important. And so um, Flourish was a small group that I had um, about five years ago, four and a half years ago, that I started through our church. And women, you know, about 10, 12 women, and they just kept bringing friends. And eventually we outgrew a home. And then we, you know, eventually decided, okay, this thing has women from all over the, the region were coming, you know, and so we had to find a bigger space and kind of took it out from a church small group and started 
started renting local venues that could hold 50, 60, maybe 80 women. And now we're in a venue and we average anywhere about 150 to 200 women once a month at our Flourish gathering for our Bible study. And that's what that is. And it's just this organic, easy, come if you can come, um, come as you are, come where you are, come with your faith or your maybe doubt of faith. Um, it doesn't matter where you're at in your journey, just come. And as women are coming, they are receiving encouragement, hope, um, even a sense of just community. There's something electric that takes place when you're in a room filled with other women who don't have all the answers. And we're all just on this journey to hear and learn what God has for us or intrigued. Maybe some women that might just be intrigued by what God might have for them. And that alone is electric and exciting. And then this last May, we decided to uh, rent out the Paramount Theater downtown Denver and just call all the women who have been a part of Flourish for a day of just excitement and um, passion and um, hopeful messages. And we saw 800 women gather. So it's just an amazing thing that is just honestly easy because I think that's where we're at as women today, especially in 2019. We want to flourish. We want to do all that we're able to do well. We want to do it well. And I think this is a piece of that puzzle. So let's talk about vision. How do you see all that? Like, how did you receive and say, oh my gosh, I'm going to come and I'm, I'm going to build this thing for God. How, how's it that vision is born in you? You know, that's such a great question. I think visionary leaders, we're all different. We're unique. And sometimes we don't even see that that's who we are until at one point in our life where people say a question like that. How do you see that? How do you know that? You know, I think I, I, I want to, I'm going to answer that question. And before I do, I want to say, I think this is such an important question, especially for young leaders today, because there is so much available to us as social media. We can constantly feel like we're not growing fast enough. We're not doing enough. We're not being enough. Um, The pace that has been set for us in our culture today as young leaders is very intense and isn't always, I believe, what is healthy and right. And so because of that, I see a lot of young leaders um, feeling like they've got to see the whole picture right now or they're going to miss it. I got to get it now or I'm going to miss it. And for me and my journey and experience, I'm 38 years old. I have never seen where I am today. I've never seen that picture. My life has been marked by series of saying yes to opportunities that Mm -hmm. I believe because I have a personal faith God is gifting me. So as a single woman, it was just opportunities of saying yes to what was before me that I felt I could do that or that connects with a passion. And sometimes these opportunities weren't even really connected to a clear passion, but I just felt like God wanted me to say yes to them. And in my yes, I was learning faithfulness, commitment, dedication, hard work, communication. And then, so every yes has led me to another step. So flourish, I just felt like I want to communicate my journey, what I'm learning. I never talk at people. I journey with people. What I'm learning as a woman about growing in faith, family, marriage, dreams, passions. So I said yes to that. Then as it kept growing, I had a choice to say yes to growth or no, limit it. This this is it. This is all I want to do. I said yes to more. And so 
um, vision for me comes after my yes. Every season of saying yes. And um, when we want to get sucked in today as visionary leaders to fast, quick, more, I have to, that's where my faith is so important. I have to pull away and say, okay, God, um, calm my mind, calm my heart, calm what I see. Uh And I want to ensure I do a little checking in. Am I saying yes to what you've put before me? And if I am saying yes to those things, then I trust the picture I need to see will come at the appropriate time. That's incredible. And you have seen that. I've seen that time and time again, time and time again. And I see these young leaders who are so, you know, they're, they're um, concerned and consumed with missing it because of the pace and culture, especially with the social presence today. Um, They miss it because they're doing too much too soon, or they're not staying in one place long enough to learn all the disciplines you need to have as a strong leader. Because we all know that there's the social media highlights, right, of what we lead and what we do. But those are, you know, 2% of the reality of what we do. So much of it is just grit day in and day out and hard work. And those lessons can only be learned through longevity. So. Oh, that is so good. This is so good. And I think you were such a great example of that strong leadership of how to run the vision. I love watching you. And I've been telling you, I've been doing a discipleship program. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I love seeing you putting your sneakers and getting to work, you know. Yeah. And then you put a high heels and you're ready to work right. again. And That's right. Incredible. It's behind the scenes. It's the behind the scenes that really it's so powerful. Now, one of the things that calls my attention, and this was one of the things for this year, is how you develop leadership, your heart to develop leadership in others. And, uh, and then you have to do all this work of developing the leadership and you still, you still a wife and you still a mom. And how do you balance this huge life, which is like, okay, I'm going to fill up the theater and I'm going to preach and I'm going to travel. And I still have laundry to do and clean the house. How did you balance all this? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, we'll start with balance and I call balance the B word. (laughs) Balance is the B word because, and this is going to be my personal opinion here. So for anyone listening, take it or leave it. But I think balance is a myth. I think it's a total myth. I think there is no such thing as the perfect balance. And um, so I function out of really two philosophies. Number one, I had a mentor in my life years and years ago tell me, Hannah, um, if you're going to do, you know, say yes to all God's putting in front of you, you need to learn to, to ride a bike. It's like riding a bike to where you're leaning. Don't try to balance, find this perfect um, magical equation that fits every season, every day. You're going to have to daily lean, like when you're learning to ride a bike, so that you stay up on that bicycle. So if the bicycle represents everything that makes up your current current world, for me, it is I'm a woman, like I am who I am alone, individually before the Lord. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I lead. I serve on teams. I volunteer. I travel. I speak. I write. I communicate. There's a lot. And then I have my home. You know, I have just the management of my home. Friends. I'm a wife. I'm a, I'm a daughter. 
I'm a sister. I'm also a friend. So you have all this, which I think makes up most of the women of 2019. That is my bicycle. And, you know, I daily take that bicycle and my faith to Lord and say, okay, is there anything on this bike that isn't supposed to be? And if it's all there, then I daily lean. And that comes through navigation. That comes through falling. That comes through um, not leaning quick enough. And sometimes I'm leaning a hundred times a day. So what that means is in one day, I can lean towards being a wife, a mom, doing laundry, then leading a meeting, then working in the office, then picking the kids up from school, then cooking the dinner, then doing the laundry. I mean, I'm leaning. I'm constantly leaning. And that is a tension to be managed, never something to be solved and figured out. And so it is a leaning that I am constantly just managing and feeling. And you will know when you lean too far in one area too long. If I lean too far into work for too many days, my family will feel it and there will be consequence. And then I know this is too much, too long. So Mm. it's trial and error. It's constant trial and error. And I am a firm believer, especially for women, that we need to look to the right and the left for wisdom, right? But at the end of the day, we have to look straight ahead Mm. and run the race we were created for because If we try to compare our races, even if naturally on paper, some of our bicycles look similar, Mm. the truth is every single one of us have dynamics in that makeup of that bike that are different from the other. Accompanied with personal, our our God-given personalities, strengths, weaknesses, um, just... uh, demeanors, how we look at things. So you take all that into play and I cannot ride my bike. Like you ride your bike, Rebecca. Like I would be, I would feel like a failure and I would be discouraged and I'd want to give up because I wasn't created to. So it's, for me, it's constantly those two things, learning to lean well today. So I start my day in prayer and in the word. And then number two, learn from those around me, but stay in the lane, the path, ride my bike on the path that God has for me. Cause that's only truly where I'll feel like I'm riding how I'm supposed to. That's wonderful. And I see that a lot of you're very focused in what the mission that you have. I Maybe. love, I absolutely love that. And I think you voice it saying that it's just riding a bike, but when you're doing this, this pedal, this riding, do you ever get discouraged? Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think discouragement is, I think one of the greatest, um, maybe wounds, attacks, um, bents that are struggling bent for visionary leaders. And I, I think it is one of our greatest battles because visionary leaders usually always want to be going faster and quicker than they are. Even if things are good, it's great. But oh man, if we could be at the next level of revenue, of team, of, you know, expanding. I mean, you're never satisfied, which is, I think, a God-given trait. It keeps us hungry. But at the same time, even those great God-given traits or things we need as visionary leaders, they can be a double-edged sword. Mm. And I think that's where discouragement comes in. 
discouragement comes in. And so I absolutely will face discouragement. And my husband and I, we have a rule around our house. If discouragement comes in, we give our, and sometimes it's, it's, uh, it's valid. Something happens in the organization you're leading in the life of the people you're leading. Um, it's something that sometimes it's important as a leader, I think, to slow down and feel it, mm-hmm. not just blaze through it. So we have a little rule. We'll be discouraged. We'll give ourselves once we realize we're discouraged, right? Sometimes it takes some time. It's like, wait, I think I'm not doing okay as a leader. We say we have 24 hours. Mm. And um, this is where I'm so thankful for my faith, right? Because left to me, there's only so far willpower can get you. Mm -hmm. So we have 24 hours to feel this, to be sad about it, to be mad about it, Mm -hmm. to be angry about it. And then we're going to take it to God and we're going to let it go and we're going to trust him. Wow. Because hanging on to discouragement does, it does no good for anyone, for anyone. And, you know, so goes the leader. So goes those you lead. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that I heard you speaking when you speak and you mention in your jump to Denver, you mm-hmm. tell your story about that coming from Michigan, how do you felt and how it was, how, how do you feel like the, the challenges of leading and change a location and jumping, moving, how do you feel like you deal with all that? Yeah. Well, you know, that was one of, that has been the greatest risk of my adult life. And I would never, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, the jump from Michigan to Denver was exciting, right? Um, because we were 10 years into our career, 10 to 12 years into our career, financial stability, influence, opportunities were limitless in what my husband and I were doing. They were limitless. They were at their peak. Uh-huh. exploding just where you know those seasons and what you're doing in your organization wherever you turn it's just fruitful and there's more and that's where we were at but we really felt like we need to walk away from all that and leave everything we knew and come to a city we did not know and just begin to build this thing we saw in our heart so it was exciting but it was hard it was challenging leaving family leaving financial security risk uh-huh. of potential loss detrimental potential loss. We had two little ones at the time. Um, And then being here, now we've been here six years. I think one of the things I'm learning as a leader pioneering something new in a new city is it takes time to learn the city and the people and the culture. And that's okay. So especially as a leader, if you're starting something new in a new area, sometimes we think we can just franchise it, copy, paste it, put it somewhere. And I think that's all you have in the beginning. So in a way it's okay. You know nothing else. What what else are you supposed to do? But I think a great leader at some point, they have to stop and say, okay, um, where am I who are these people? Because my husband and I, we have a philosophy. We're here to serve and be generous to the city. Um, it's not about what we're getting. It's about what we're giving. And so eventually you have to slow down and say, who are these people that I am marketing to, depending on your organization, that I am serving, that I am in relationship with? And you have to be in the community. Um, we learned r- very quickly. We couldn't just stay in our home Um, stay in our local church and just expect people to come to us. That's not this city. That's not why we're here. And that's not who we want to be. And so we've had to slow down and um, 
take this thing that the picture that you talked about in the very beginning that drove us here and kind of just set it on the shelf and say, okay, who, who are, who are these people? Where are we? What is this culture? What are their greatest needs? And could we in some way um, help meet one of those greatest needs? Oh, wow. (laughs) That's great. And one of the things that um, I know that about moving to a new city, I love when you say, I absolutely love when you say that to be part of the community and really, you know, learn about the people because everybody's so different and cultures are so different, right? And how people understand love or how people understand uh, different things. So, How do you have to just come from Michigan and then just build connections in this new city? How, how do you, like the people that are listening to us and they are, they have a desire to accomplish something huge in their lives, but they don't know how to start connecting with other people because when you don't know, it can be pretty awkward. So how do you, how did you guys were able to do that? Or how do you do that? Oh my goodness, we were so awkward. I don't think there's any good way to do it. We were so awkward. I mean, we were those creepy, weird people where you're working out in the gym and you're running next to someone on the treadmill. It's like, hi, my name's Hannah. And the next thing out of your mouth is you want to be my best friend and go to coffee. I mean, it really pushed us to be... um, outside our comfort zone majorly because even though my husband and I have a life where we're in the public, we're on the stage, we're in front of cameras, we're in front of people. Um, it was everyone we knew we were comfortable. Now we're in a city where we don't, these people don't know us. We don't know them. They don't care. They don't care. Like, I don't know who you are. And I really don't care what you're offering me until Mm -hmm. I know how much you care. And so for all of you who are like starting something new, you're gonna have to embrace being awkward. You're going to have to be okay with being uncomfortable. And I am a very outgoing personality. Um, I'm extrovert a hundred percent. And for me, it was so uncomfortable and still is, and still is. And we actually, six years in, we have, um, self-made rules for ourselves that where we keep doing that. We literally make ourselves keep doing that. Just keep being in the community, being uncomfortable, um, extending a hello, inviting someone you're just getting to know at, at the gym, at the coffee shop every morning when you get your coffee before work and saying, hey, you, you want to go get lunch? I mean, it, it's a part. That's how you build. That's how you connect. And then getting generous in your community, finding some of the felt needs of your community, nonprofits and organizations that are meeting needs there and just serving them. Um, coming along, resource them however you can. When we first got here, we had $0.99, you know? And so mm-hmm. it was, I can be generous to you with my time. Mm-hmm. Well, now, you know, six years in, a church of 500 resources, we can res- we can gift people, we can gift finances, and we can gift time. But um, you're for all those who are starting something new in a new place, you're going to have to get outside of your place and you're going to have to be okay with being uncomfortable. Wow. That's great. Wow. Yeah. You're, you're basically telling it's going to be hard, but it's going to be hard. It's, and I'll tell you what, everything we have ever pioneered has been so much harder than I thought it would be every time. 
Right. I agree. I, I it just is. It just is. I agree. Oh, but it's worth it though. It's worth it. It's, it's worth so it. Good. All right. So do you have a special quote that you live by? Do you have a quote right now that stand out in your heart that you're like, I believe this. I speak this over my heart. Absolutely. I have two things right now that I just, I have a lot of things, but two in particular that just immediately come to my mind. I will say almost every morning, I am well able, I am well equipped, and I am empowered to do all that is before me today to the glory of God. Wow. Do you, you have this writing somewhere where we can, yeah. yes? Yeah, I have it written down. So after I, I start my morning with my coffee, thank you, Jesus, right? That's where it all begins. <laughs> my big coffee. I read the Bible and I just say, Hannah, you are well able, well equipped, and empowered to do all that is before you today to the glory of God. Because I live in a realm where there is more to do than there are hours in the day. Yeah. Don't we all as leaders? Yeah. And 100%. so percent. That is in, so good. Oh. In, and in 2019, I'm I'm saying I'm ready for a year of the impossible. I'm, oh. wanting, I'm wanting that in 2019. My husband and I, we are taking limits off and just declaring that 2019 is a year of the impossible. So... I love that title. Yes. It's the year of the impossible. I think yes. one of the, the last podcast that we had, it, it was exactly, it was one of my best friends, Julie, and she said, find a word for your year. Find a word. And, Absolutely. And this just reflects exactly like how you're going to run the race. You're going to run the impossible. You're going to fly over lakes. You're going to just That's it. so That's fast. It. That's it. And we put that word all over our house. We'll get a word. My husband and I, we do a vision retreat. It's for us and our marriage or our life, our family, the beginning of every year. We go two days away to where there's no internet, there's no TV, just a beautiful location. It's very quiet, usually in the mountains. And we do ours beginning of January every year. And we prayerfully write out a vision for our life and our family for that year. And whatever we take away from that vision retreat, it, I'm telling you what, that word, like your friend said, I 100% agree with her. That is the anthem of the year. And it also, sorry, I got so much I could say. I'll end with this. It also helps you define what you say yes to and no to that mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. Because opportunities are also limitless. But if it does not line up with that, maybe that theme or that word for your year, just say, I say no to great things all the time. That is such a, the 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 aspect of saying no it's it's such a like when do you learn to say no is because you're saying yes to the impossible you're yes. making room for the things that really matters that's right and saying no to the things that would just consume your time that's right you that's, gotta be on mission right and every leader has that and you specific you have such a clear tactical vision like you like Let's put it this way. When we're thinking about special force, we're thinking about you lead the special force and you're like, come on, you get that, you get this, you get that. No, 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 don't go there. You know, and it's, <laughs> and at the end of this, it's such a good results of compassion and life mm-hmm. transform mm-hmm. throughout this obedience, the spirit of obedience yes. to the Holy Spirit. So I love that. So the last thing, I don't want to go, but this is the last thing. Okay, okay. 
anything that you want to leave to our listeners for this year? Yes. Enjoy what you are doing. Enjoy it. And that's such an important um, compass to follow. Um, What you lead will have pressure. It will have challenges. It will push you. It will never feel done because that's something we feel as leaders. It's never done. But at the end of the day, are you enjoying it? Are you having my favorite three-letter word next to God? Fun. Are you having moments of fun? And if you aren't, if you aren't, I think there's two questions to ask. Do I need to be doing this differently? Am I just, am I doing this in a wrong way, right? Or am I doing the wrong thing? And so my husband and I, even after the longest, hardest stretch in season, we look at each other, we say, we can't believe we get to be paid to do this. Like this, our life, we feel so blessed. We are in our passion created purpose zone. And so please, for all of you who are listening, enjoy what you are doing because you are created for something fierce and fun. And I hope you're experiencing those two things in what you're walking out and leading. Oh, Hannah, thank you. Yes, my pleasure. (laughs) Thank you for being here, being so generous with your time. Thank you for being my pastor. Thank you for being in this city. And thank you for just being so transparent and so gifted and giving that is all away for the people. I I just, we appreciate you being here and we're going to have all the links into this podcast if you want to listen to more of her podcast and her her uh her words and uh also if you live in colorado come to flourish we'll have that we'll be more than you you will be able to meet this incredible woman here (laughs) so thank you so much for being thank you rebecca Tocar na cicatriz e sentir que já não dói mais